for me, the definition of, of innovation is allowing the student, allowing anyone to have the space to create, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. Money's money's expensive, uh, degrees are expensive, and kids need something that they, they can latch onto and something that's viable. What's the return on investment of a college education? There's so many other pathways now that are open to students. You nailed it. Yeah. Produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez, and we're here at the Canon today for an exciting event sponsored by NASA. And I have two roadrunners joining me from UTSA. Welcome, Erica, and C to the show. Thank you. Thanks Glad to be here. Us. Now, what is your involvement with today's event? So we are here really as observers um, because we are looking to grow um, events like this at UTSA. Um, I'm Associate Vice Provost of Career Engaged Learning at UTSA, which um, is an ecosystem of offices that really works with students on their co-curricular development outside the classroom, really preparing them for the real world, um, teaching marketable skills and things like that. And events like this is excellent in doing that. So we're here um, to learn and to network and hopefully you know, make connections that we can bring back to UTSA. Outstanding. And Erica, what's your role at UTSA? Yep, so I, um, I serve as Associate Director in our Jim Center of Innovation and Career Advancement. And I'd like to say, you know, that's a long title, fancy, way of is there a, is there an acronym that goes along with that, that was no a lot. it's a lot and so i just tell people i'm erica and i like to hang out with students and awesome community members and i love connecting the students with opportunities to get real world experience um, in the area of project-based experiential mm -hmm. learning um, i also function in the in the space of innovation and entrepreneurship okay. with our students um the big part of, of what we do um, in our center is truly um, allowing, having a safe space uh, for our students to come as they are. We say this all the time, come as you are. Mm -hmm. um, for if, if they're curious, um, allowing them the opportunity to work with organizations that are uh, domestic and abroad right. on uh, project-based learning. So they will have real issues and challenges that they tackle for for the organizations. Um, one of the 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 big uh, pieces that I think that sets our center apart is we don't have any GPA requirements for uh, our students. That, well, that, sign me up. That was <laughs> sold right there. I I was a first generation uh, college student. I tell people the story all the time. I had a 1.46 GPA. I was getting ready to be kicked out, so I chuckle a lot um, that I'm actually in this you know in this field, having the opportunity to work with students that were just like me, um, and and just giving them that chance and. Uh, watching them go from uh, little flowers of, of confusion and, and not knowing and not being afforded that opportunity. And then they come into the center and they work on a project and you see them working in it. So it's also interdisciplinary. Right. So we have students that are um, marketing majors working with actual science majors, working with engineering majors, all on one uh, focused project. And it may be a, a, um, a marketing plan for a company, right? Um, but getting those different perspectives as well as 
first year freshmen with PhD students all working together and hearing the PhD students saying, man, I learned a lot from the freshmen. Um, but it's, it's, it's great. It's equitable in, in, the, in the sense that um, all of our, our opportunities are paid. Okay. for the students. Um, and then also in the way of innovation and entrepreneurship, I'm so excited that we're, we're launching our startup academy in the fall. And um, people are like, oh, startups, that's great. And um, and and the way that our, our student makeup at UTSA is it's really what our role is and our goal is really to uh, get the students curious, open up their mindset, and, and plant those seeds of entrepreneurship. Sure. Now you said flowers of confusion. I've never quite heard it framed <laughs> that way, but that's, that seems to be a, a, an apt description. Now, see, I got to ask you, so you're giving them the skills and we were talking a little bit off camera about what are the skills that actually have to happen in the workplace um, outside of maybe a specific discipline. What do you think students are missing? Like as they come and let's say they graduate, what are the pieces they're, that they're missing and why are they missing those pieces? Sure, and you said that we're giving them the skills. We're not really giving it to them. They're already there. Oh, okay. We're just digging them out and uncovering ah, them. That's, that's quite right. Because the thing is, um, when students graduate and say, here, here's my degree, I have a degree, hire me. We have heard from employers, and it's not unique to San Antonio, it's across the country, that sure, they have the skill set in some field of right. study, but can they work in a team? Can they think critically on their own? Can they problem solve? Um, are they culturally aware? Um, and these are those marketable skills that they are learning in the classroom, they are learning by things that they do at the university. If they're in a club, if they're in some kind of a leadership capacity, if they do an internship, if they do research. Mm -hmm. But we are, the, the focus is identifying, hey, you did this thing, and because you did this, it heightened your critical thinking skills, and this is how. It's that confidence building and understanding self-awareness emotional intelligence that graduates need to be competitive in the workforce. Sure. And so it's our classroom to career initiative. It's not just about learning the subject. It's about learning about yourself and how you interact with others and how you use that knowledge um, and really just kind of uncovering things that are already there. As Erica said, they're, you know, plant the seeds or flowers we're just taking the tarp off and they they flourish i gotta say by far you guys have the best analogies of any guest i've ever had okay i've got to i gotta pose a question to you and this is a little bit of a taboo question and so you know i've i've been a public educator for 20 years um now i'm on the private sector so i see both sides of it why wouldn't we start to reform what curriculum asks of students and so that there's not that gap, both at, at K-12 and higher ed. Why not make those, embed those experiences within our curriculum, our coursework, our degree plans? Anybody want, anyone want to take that shot? <laughs> why not? So I would argue and say that we, we're trying to do that. Okay. We are definitely trailblazing, pioneering. Um, What's the barrier? That, that, 
I'll just okay. Tradition, yes. historical yeah. ideals, um, mindsets, mindsets, long-held traditions, yep. change. Mm-hmm. Um, um, doing things differently, but it's really not fear. that heavy of a lift if you take an intentional approach. Yep. It's just by looking at the market data and understanding what skills certain um, industries require and then going back to the curriculum and saying, okay, you're already doing some of that. Let's just heighten this a little bit here, here, and here. And all of a sudden you're meeting the mark. And so we're working with the curriculum development um, you know, across the university to identify these things. It takes communication. It takes time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say time. Yeah. You know, that's a huge barrier too. Um, and it takes someone focused on that. There's a lot of things that colleges are focused on. Sure. And this, this may, um, you know, not be at the top of the priority list, but UTSA has made it a priority. I mean, that's great to hear. My, my fear has always been, even, even as a former superintendent, and I've always believed that career in tech and, and those pathways are going to be the most advantageous for current our current job market, our future job market, and, and the skill sets that kids are most likely to need when they get when they land a job. My fear is that because of the we haven't adapted so well and, and education is I say that broadly, there's a lot of things like steering steering of a huge ship right you you can't change it too fast mm-hmm. but the job market and the technology and what is being asked is evolving daily mm-hmm. so for us to not be as adaptable or or not see the need to be as adaptable i think that's dangerous i think we we get into a path of how far are our students going to fall behind before what's going to be the tipping point for us to say we've got to we've got to adapt we've got to do this differently um Well, and I think that we're up against something. um, What's the return on investment of a college education? There's so many other pathways now that are open to students. And so we're going to have to step up our game and say, this is your return on investment. It is a career. And it's not just a job. It's a career or many careers. Which is more more likely nowadays. Yes, absolutely. And so it's not something that institutions can just sit passively by and just... Uh, welcome students for the sake of just learning. I mean, there's going to have to be, and, and there has been an uptick in this career engaged classroom to career ideology across the country. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, schools are sort of, of adopting that and career services is sort of changing their mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not transactional anymore. It's much more relational. Yeah, I, you know, and working with universities across the country, there's there's all these innovation hubs that that universities are either have or, or building, um, but there's got to be a lot of connective tissue because when you're trying to figure out, all right, what does it look like in the workforce or in practice versus what is happening in the classroom, and then all the coordination that has to happen to kind of bridge that gap, it, it's difficult. It, it's extremely difficult, um, but I think it's very worthwhile that you all are doing that and, and having those conversations. And I tell some of my community college friends, I said, if I was a community college president, vice, I would be eating up the market share of students right now. Yeah. Because money's, money's expensive, uh, degrees are expensive, and kids need something that they, they can latch onto and something that's viable. So career. one of the pieces that um, I agree wholeheartedly, everything that what C was saying and, and um, you know, what are the students? Well, I'm just going to say we have we have a term that we use with them. 
We actually have a WIFM Institute that's going on right now this summer. WIFM. What's okay. WIFM? What's in it for me? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And for us, and it's it's truly about integrating the student. A lot of times as practitioners, and I'm just I'll just say it. We want to sit up here and we want to make all these decisions on what the students need, what they want, mm -hmm. and this is how they need to go, and all the. And we're dealing with a generation, and they're saying, "Uh, what's in it for me? You want me to go pay all these thousands of dollars for this degree when I can go be a YouTuber, or I can have a podcast, or I can go fill in the blank?" Right. And for us, it truly is identifying the with them for them. And once we're able to, and I think that we're on the trajectory to doing that, we're tying in that gap between the university, the um, corporate America, or the, the organizations that are going to be hiring our students, and including the student, mm -hmm. and bringing them mm -hmm. to the table and giving them a voice. And by having that, here we go, another now, having a trinity, having, you know, having the three work together, that's going to be what's our future sure. and how we're going to move well, it forward. Well, we, we design instruction, we design coursework based on how we experienced it. Absolutely. Right. I mean, and that's just a natural yeah. human thing to do, um, but it's dangerous because mm -hmm. I experienced it a long time ago um, and it's not the same experience, nor should it be. Right. But, you know, the, the, the word innovation gets tossed around a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we have an innovation division with my uh, company, Answer Advisory, that do a great job. Um, but what does it mean? Like when you say, all right, you're, you're, you're leading innovation. What do you, how do you classify that? What's actually happening? For me, and I chuckle because if you go down the hall, it's like innovation for this, innovation for that. We had a big meeting of all the innovation folks on campus to try to get on the same page. For me, the definition of, of innovation is allowing and I'm, I'm going to speak for the student, allowing the student, allowing anyone to have the space to create, fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And it's not just innovation of I'm going to, you know, create some kind of a technical marvel right. or some kind of a biomedical device. Right. It's social innovation. Yes. Too. We think of it as a singular, like immediately our brains go to tech. Right. It's nope. not that. It's not that. I mean, even if it's if it's a way that you're you're providing a skill yep. like like what you guys are doing there. I mean that that is critical, and it may not seem like well, we should you know that's just common sense. We should always be doing that. Well, why aren't we then? Yeah. Um, what are you most proud of up until this point? Um, what what's occurred and where the future holds? What's the big ticket item? You're like that's awesome. That we're proud of at UTSA. Yes. Um, I, this area of career engaged learning was created in 2019 and then you all, we all know what happened in 2020, yeah. but despite that, we have grown this area significantly. The student engagement has increased significantly. Community partner engagement, employer engagement um, has increased significantly. The Najem Center was created in 2020. It started with four students. Now there's well over 150 that participate. Um, I think we've latched on to something that works. And um, it is very much, as Erica said, student-driven. Students are all in all of our decisions. Community members are in our decisions. And um, it's very much, I think, opening up a wonderful new world of collaboration. Um, and for me, the most rewarding thing is hearing the um, outcomes of the students 
um, and how they feel about themselves or the internship they just got or the job they just got or um, where they're studying. One's in Germany right now. I mean, it's just that's that's the that's the win. Sure. The, the, the end product is the growth of the, of the, of the students. What do you need from me? Meaning, um, so for answer advisory, amongst the other things, uh, I had our internship program. I help a lot with innovation. Um, there's a variety of things that I have my, my paws in. But if you're going to say, hey, we really need the business sector to do more of this, or can, can this be done differently? What, what's the ask? I think I would just as you said about sort of the changing philosophy of institutions, I think maybe um, if the corporate world employers have maybe an old view of institutions, kind of looking at how they can interact with institutions and those students differently. For example, the project-based learning that Erica does, I mean, that's something that's very new to a lot of um, organizations that we've worked with. And it's beneficial for them. And so maybe thinking beyond the internship and thinking beyond talking to students after they graduate, like how can they partner with universities to help grow these students? Therefore, the students getting the university perspective and the employer corporate real world perspective. Because it's how can they be a partner mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, enrich, enrich the students and then also um, receive benefits from students participating in their company in research, internship, projects, um, anything like that. So if I were, if I were going to have two asks from, from the university side, uh, if I wanted to do, if I said, you know what, I'll just ask, um, and as long as it's non, you know, don't cut me a million dollar check, but in terms of time or, or internship or opportunity or partnership, if I just said, just tell me what you need and I'll make it happen, the time frame to get that in motion yeah, is too long, way too long. Yeah. Um, slammed busy, we got a million projects going on all over the country. Uh, that needs to be expedited uh, to, to uh, accommodate that, that passion that you have from the business sector. Um, the other thing is, a lot of times you're trying to find, you don't have a contact at a university, right? So you're trying to figure out, hey, I've got internships, I've got scholarships, I've got, um, we do a Shark Tank uh, uh, pitch um, class for, for co colleges in K-12. Like we got all these things, but yet I don't know who to go to on, uh, on the website or I don't have a contact there. So my only ask would be make that person highly visible and in easy to engage with and then whatever the process for of green lighting something, if, if there's a way to fast track it. Yeah, yeah, because you know, I'm lucky to have a firm that gives me a lot of leeway and we have a lot of resources and a lot of offices across the country with very bright, intelligent, energetic folks. Mm -hmm. um, we can do a lot in a very short amount of time. Uh, and a lot of companies are like that. And I think that if we can bridge that gap a little bit between the time somebody reaches out to the time that something can get off the ground, it will make a lot of difference in what can happen for students. And like for our interns that I have now, right, I understand the summertime, uh, if there's athletics going on, like we flexible, we work around all of that stuff, right, whether it's remotely or, or, or thinking of different projects that can be done at certain sites or what have you, but there's always a workaround. 
um, I think that companies are more willing to do the work around than they have been than they've ever been. You know, we're usually you just all right. You have to come to the office nine to five and sit at the desk and go make copies. Nah, nah that's mm -hmm. that's. I don't think that's the the standard any longer. Yeah, no, I agree. That's not the first time I've heard that. And universities can be seen as an impenetrable fortress. <laughs> um, yes, I completely agree. And that's like you said. It will take time time to change some of that. But my fear is like, what. It, time is now we've got this opportunity to do it and why would we not move forward um so what are you looking to get out of the nasa this pitch piece from nasa like and obviously you said the learning component but in terms of your own learning so um we do uh competitions we have a case competition what is that case break it down to me i will break it down so case for us is not the traditional um, business case challenge, okay. right? Um, our case competition competition is civic and social um, engagement, okay, uh, or experience. I'm sorry, and we partner with organizations. So this past um, competition, we partnered with Dell Technologies, and they gave our students um, with their um, diversity, equity, inclusion office. Mm -hmm. And so they gave our students um, a challenge. I just saw a challenge up there. I uh, gave them a challenge around, I think the challenge was how to incorporate AI in their recruitment efforts. efforts. And so we had uh, 14 teams compete. Um, again, a diverse group of, of, of teams. And they, they worked, was, uh, they got 48 hours to come up with a tangible recommendation mm -hmm. for Dell Technologies in their division. And, um, and so they pitched it, and then the, the Dell is actually going to work with them on implementing wow. um, the, the recommendation. That's very cool. Uh, so being able to expand that at UTSA and not just have it so I, I, I actually come from the college of business so but you know business is so structured engineering is so structured there we have over 34,000 we have other colleges we have students that are in liberal arts we have, why not in, include everybody let's bring everybody to the table and give them opportunities mm -hmm. um i would love to see some some colfa uh, our art student or someone here throw right. them in the mix right. how come they can't come so how, you know, being able to be here, be in the atmosphere and um, seeing how we can connect the dots for all of our students and not just the powerhouses, as some would say, um, engineering and business. Um, so that's that's the, the and this focus. is this is a great place for John Lambert, CEO, a friend of mine and does amazing things here at the Canon with the mentorship and the opportunities mm -hmm. for startups and young businesses and really young, young students yeah. to, to come learn and make some mistakes in a, an incubator space. I mean, that's, that's awesome. I uh, love you said that make mistakes. Oh, you have that's, to. That's you our to. thing. Yeah. We got to, you have to fail. It ha we yeah. have to. That's, where, that's yeah. where the learning happens. Absolutely. Right. And then I think in, I'll be honest about our, our K-12 space, we're hesitant to do that. Yeah. Um, yes. it, it's <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, that's a whole, my life story. Um, but not everybody is going to understand everything on the first pass. Right. Rarely, that doesn't happen, right? So, um, again, we've we're creating our own issues, in my opinion, instead of doing things that we know are going to serve the students better. Sometimes we're doing things because, in the moment, it makes us feel better, or mm -hmm. it 
comforts us or we don't have to move or adjust. Um, but, you know, we've got to have people like you out there helping us make that happen. Absolutely. Well, thank you both for being here. Thanks thank so you. I, I found some kindred spirits at UTS, and now <laughs> I'm a Sam Houston State grad, so. Okay. But I'm not going to hold well, that. Well, I didn't graduate from okay. UTSA. I, I graduated from Southwest Texas. Oh, now, Texas now State. Now Texas State, okay. but when it was Southwest Texas now, State. Now, are you? I'm a triple alum from UTSA, so. <laughs> So the Roadrunners have your dollars. All, they, yes. They got all Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's awesome that you're giving back. And we, uh, we have some connections at UTSA. Uh, my firm has done some great work. And, oh, nice. uh, yeah. And we know that that's a, a hub of innovation and that they're, the university is really pushing the boundaries in the San Antonio area. Absolutely. And it, everybody needs it. But it's, well, y'all need to come do a project. I mean, I'm just... Yep. Just saying, I, okay. so we can make this. Let, let, we can make this happen. Here was the, this here's why. I, here's why I asked the question about the the turnaround time. I we can do whatever needs to be done. Oh, it's well, you've got right your here. contact right sitting here. right here. So. Right here. I've got in, I've got internships. I've got pitch. Project, I've got project, you know, we've got whatever's needed. Um, well, and we make have it the happen students. So All right, we can make this happen. Done deal. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> she she wanted to shake on camera so that way I can't get out of it later and be like. You said you're going to take 40 kids. Like the students say, receipts. Uh, you have to keep receipts. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, thank you all for being here. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Produced by Podcast Architects.